Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Obviously, it is combine week in the NFL, which is a smokescreen season. A lot of uh, rumors are thrown out there. Uh, maybe trade conversations over a couple of bottles of wine at uh, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. It's St. Elmo's, right? That's the name of the steakhouse? St. Elmo's. Prime 47 doesn't get enough love, too. That's a great spot, and it's where you'll see a lot of the, uh, the front office brass in the NFL as well. So mm. basically anybody who couldn't get into St. Elmo's goes to Prime 47 or whatever uh, it is? I, I wouldn't even say that. I, I would actually say that some people choose to go to prime 47 wow. and it's and by the way it's not a bad decision yeah so both, both uh, good both great spots now which one now if you had to say which one was better which would you uh, go with uh, well I'll, I'll put it this way i think prime 47 gets more of the late night crowd uh, fair, I, i'm yeah, just i'm saying, saying from my experience <laughs> and, and, and their bar how it's built out okay it's got a little more capacity to be the spot. <laughs> okay, oh, that, wow. That, uh, all right, that makes I like sense how, how eloquently he put that together. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's better yeah. than us. Uh, something yeah. tells me uh, LeVar and I would have uh, you know, just gone straight we to. We would have butchered that one. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah if, you're look, if you're looking to uh, to go home with something, uh, go to 47 or whatever oh, it is. Oh, yeah, wow. You know, I, like, <laughs> I wasn't saying that. Yeah, I'm just, uh, no, I'm just, like uh, a doggy yeah, bag? Yeah, like, I don't what know. do you mean? What are you talking hey, about? by the way, is that an old school reference, doggy bag? Because I've used that before. Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, you, you know people get offended by that too like why 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 would you reference my child um in terms of you getting a a doggy bag why can't it just be your leftovers that's what see we uh, we called it doggy bags growing up and i thought it was because whatever you didn't eat you would take home you to give the dog. it to your dog is correct that, okay. that's exactly I, I believe, what it is for i believe it was derived from that in particular like diners places like that so i think that's where it was derived but now it's now it's called what just uh, to go food or taking food yeah. to go. Yeah. Oh, it's not as good. I'm you know we're, I'm going to start bringing back doggy bag. I'm going to. I, I, I never stop. I never stop using it. <laughs> T- technically, the actual to go bag itself was uh, it was invented in 1949 by Al M- M- Meister, I believe is his name. Yeah. Huh. How the hell yeah. would you know that just off the top of your head? I, I looked it up. Mm. Well, what kind of Wi-Fi do you got there in Denver? It's fast. I mean, again, it might be high, but it's it's fast. Oh, that's oh, that's I unbelievable. That. I, I, I yeah. picked up on that. Okay. All right. Well, this is just right. a couple of class acts here. Uh, a little, high, a little bit of the green. Uh, yeah, so, well. so basically what Brady's saying is he has high speed internet. <laughs> yeah. Internet. <laughs> yeah. Well done, sir. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them, <laughs> folks. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So here's the, as we transition from uh, doggy bags to a potentially uh, awkward situation in the NFL, uh, so Tom Brady is retired, 
Right. He's retired. And we've talked about this. I mean, it's just weird that people keep discussing the fact that Tom Brady might actually come back and play after he finally announces that he's retired. And then Bruce Arians, uh, his former head coach, uh, was on the NFL Network with Andrew Siciliano, who was making the rounds uh, during Combine Week yesterday. And um, he had uh, he had this discussion with Andrew Siciliano about whether or not uh, if Tom Brady wanted to come back, say in like August or something like that, uh, well, how that would be welcome by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What if in August, if that light is still on, he decides that he wants to come back and you went and found someone else? That other guy's number two. No matter what you paid for? <laughs> nope. No, Tom Brady's coming back. He's back. So there is a sentiment, however, that that's how, if Brady wants to play, he would play the scenario. Not to make uh, you guys look bad, no. but say, let you guys move on, and then when I do want to come back, you guys are stuck. No, that ain't happening. That's not Tom Brady. You don't think he would do that? No, not in a heartbeat. What if he asked for a trade? Nope. Not going to trade him? Nope. Bad business. <laughs> Bad business. I'm not trading the best quarterback ever. So there's uh, I mean, there's this discussion. It's a valid point. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, it's very similar to where the Packers are at. With their being very outspoken about we're not trading the back-to-back MVP because they don't want to look dumb for doing that, right? And, and that's if what you look. That's what yeah, you are. And, and, and if you're Bruce Arians <laughs> and he wants to come back, you you roll out the red carpet, you welcome him back, you know, open arms, give a big hug. How about this, though? If there really was a rift, which, and Jonas, I know you feel like there was something here, but before you get to where you feel like this is falling apart, all Brady has to do is wait another year or two. I mean, do, are we expecting Bruce Arians is going to coach that much longer? No, I was surprised he was coming back this year, to be honest with you. If there was a rift, I'm just saying, he could wait a year or two with the way he keeps himself in shape, his his regimen, his diet. He could just wait it out. And then Byron Leftwich maybe would elevate to that position. And next thing you know, you've got the guy he was working with on those game plans that were quote-unquote red-penned that created this whole frustration or this fracture that's no longer there anymore. I mean, that, that would potentially be a thought there, would it not? Um, the whole thing feels weird. I've, I've thought the entire retirement, how it went down, just felt weird. Uh, felt a little bit off-brand for Brady. Um, and this isn't even just because of the way it was announced and the, the leak that came out. And it was like, no, 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 we haven't made a decision yet. And then it was like, you know, you got Jeff Darlington and these other guys that are getting attacked for, oh, well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It's like, well, no, they had, they had pretty good sourcing on this. It just seemed like it came up in a hurry. And I don't know at what point during the season Brady just decided, I got to go. But he was talking earlier in the year, if I remember correctly, you know, why would I stop playing now? You know, uh, you know I'm going to be, uh, you know, 45. That's my goal. Why would I stop there? And then all of a sudden it just popped up. Uh, well, you know, he actually may walk away at this point. Feels like something happened later in the season. And whether it was the Antonio Brown drama, whether it was him just getting, you know, annoyed with the fact that uh, maybe certain members of the coaching staff weren't putting in the putting in the hours that he was putting in i have no idea but it just has never sat right with me the way this whole thing went down which is why the fact that this is even still being talked about the possibility of him coming back um and, and playing again it just feels strange to me something's People off about don't want to let go like that's that's it, listen Br- brady had things to say when he was in new england so did his wife you remember, I can't throw. He can't throw the ball to himself. I mean, there were frustrations that were were stated while he was in in 
in Boston while, while he was with, with the Patriots. The, the, sometimes complaints come out. When you're as high profile as Tom Brady is, things are going to be speculated about. I, I just don't think that – I would venture to say more often than not, it's not going to be – the situation is not as in dire straits as people may think it is or may want it to be or assume it to be. I just think that people are trying to figure out if Tom Brady really is. Like, that's the root of all of this. Like, we could try to go to if was there discord, what, and can he wait, Bruce Arians out. The bottom line is the only reason why all of this is relevant is because nobody seems to be accepting the fact that, well, his retirement may really be his retirement. I think people are are still wanting or hoping or believing or thinking that he's going to play. And that drives all of this. It's no different than Aaron Rodgers. It's just not really perceived as dramatic or as chaotic or as adversarial. And 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 what's funny is, I mean, it comes across if if what you're saying is correct, the logic of what you're saying, Jonas, it's it's really kind of no difference than what Aaron Rodgers' situation is. But it's just he's he's announced that he doesn't want to play anymore. Are we getting to the point where we see more players as they age and as they get older? They they are essentially are running the team, yeah. At least maybe even offensively, and and you're looking at it now is not to take anything away from what that head coach has done, but the impact of what they do is lessened and lessened, only as that player becomes more of a coach in the field, and and I don't think that's as far fetched. And I think sometimes the best head coaches they know when to push push their finger on those buttons, and they know when to let off. I think Bruce Arians tends to be the type that's going to ride a player, regardless of who they are, like he did when Tom Brady was with him for two years. I mean, let's not act like he didn't say things publicly at press conferences oh, yeah. that weren't flattering Tom Brady at times. Yes. And, and, and almost used it as you know a motivational tactic, maybe, which is also something that we kind of heard Bill Belichick do to a degree. But it's not the same as, as Bruce Arians because he's a little more outspoken. So I kind of sit there and listen to it. And I just go, I'm sure there's a degree of Tom Brady going to Tampa, knowing what he was getting himself into, and then after a couple years after winning a Super Bowl, maybe just saying, man, I just don't want to deal with this anymore if, if this is going to be the reality of it moving forward. And by the way, with your point on players in the NFL that, you know, want to kind of do it their way towards the end and, and basically run the show, it's similar to the NBA when guys, you know, do these super teams. Like LeBron. Or they want, yeah, 100%. <laughs> the Lakers. You know, I don't – if anybody has a complaint about that in the NFL, they shouldn't because that's the league where you get drafted into a situation, and we're going to talk about the Saquon Barkley situation. Like, you get drafted into a crummy spot, you're there. And as we talked about it, when it comes to how long they can hold on to you or how long you can be on under contract with the team, they can basically hold on to you for, what, up to seven years if they want to use franchise tags and everything else, yeah. depending on the position. So, so if you get to a point to where you finally can can do something the way you want to do it, why the hell wouldn't you exercise that right? Like, like who, who wouldn't sign up for the fact, no, 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 I want to go play in this climate, I want to go play with this team and that roster, and if you can make it happen, why wouldn't you want to make it happen, a la Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and some of these other guys like Russell Wilson who have wanted to do it? Uh, uh, 
you know, it, it always comes down to egos and credit. And I think one of the things that's amazing in watching sports, especially when you're talking about super, super, superstars, is for some reason, and it gets highlighted most in those moments where you have a superstar that's a part of a team, or maybe multiple like we see in the NBA. Like I always kind of go back or harken back to the Miami Heat when LeBron chose to join up with Bosch and D. Wade. It was like Pat Riley knew how to orchestrate that whole thing. Like, he knew how to just kind of, like, bring it together and then provide what they needed at times, but then step back. And, and there's instances of that, I think, in the NFL and football, too, where, like, go back to look at Peyton Manning. Once he joined the Denver Broncos, you know, John Fox was like, all right, I'm going to take my hand cut off this thing, right? And it got to a point where they're like, well, no, they need a little more guidance in, in how you go about doing this. Like, it's been record-setting. It's been prolific. But they need a little more guidance, and so they bring in Gary Kubiak in one year's time to win a Super Bowl. And so it, it's just funny to me that you have head coaches that sometimes want to get so involved or micromanage, and you just go, dude, just step back. You, you'll know the right times to kind of push those buttons or provide the feedback and advice they need. But other than that, you, you've got Peyton Manning. You've got Tom Brady. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Let them go. Let, let them run the show. Let them, do, let them be the coach on the field that they've earned over the course of their career at this point in time. So, I, and we've always heard that about Tom Brady, too, as far as how he prepares, you know, how he handles things on the field. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he didn't go down to Tampa and kind of get tired of it being the same thing to a degree of what he dealt with in New England. And also when Brady's talked about um, just how he's he, – he admitted this, I think it was this offseason, or might have been during the season, where if he's speaking publicly or talking to the media, he's not going to tell you exactly what he feels because he knows how that can be construed, how that can be – he's more of a – if we're going to have a conversation about something real, let's have it behind the scenes. Well, Bruce Arians doesn't care. Like, he just doesn't care. Like, he talks to the media and he lets it all fly. I just wonder if that also bothers him. Like, why can't – because Belichick never really aired Tom Brady out in public. He never he never aired Tom Brady out. For all his faults and whatever their relationship was, the only time he ever put anything on Tom Brady was the Deflategate stuff because he was tired of answering questions about it and said, go talk to the quarterback. And one of the reports that came out afterwards is that Brady felt like he didn't have his back in that moment. Well, Arians multiple times in less than two years called him out for interceptions, called him out for poor play, uh, uh, you know, gave him criticism when the offense didn't perform well in certain games. I just I, I wonder if Brady just got fatigued by that whole thing. If he just got worn out. So uh, who knows? But, hey, uh, you know, at least it's not Jameis Winston and 30 picks. So there's that, um, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, all right, yeah, He's uh, back, though, baby. He's rehabbing. He is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's running, running. again. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of jail. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, it's coming up next. Uh, there's a, a story in the NFL that came up yesterday uh, that somebody on this show has direct feelings about. All right, so we are going to have that conversation with you, and we're going to do it next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of joe here. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. 
Just uh, talking to Justin Cooper, a couple of uh, you know former uh, Touched by an Angel stars, uh, just oh uh, having, having conversations here. Yeah, you know, just just talking, just what we do, talking shop here, a little Hollywood uh, Hollywood Boulevard talk on FSR. Uh, all right, uh, we've got uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly coming up later on this hour here uh, just... on Fox Sports Radio. What? What's the problem? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. All right. What's Was the that with problem? Roma Downey? Was that with Roma Downey? Was she in that? Who the hell and is Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli? Okay. Is this Mr. I want to brag about Who? my high-speed internet again? Uh, you just like <laughs> Google searching. You got your IMDb just, up. I don't know, I mean, man. you're saying the show. I'm just trying to give you, you know. Well, I mean, I'd like another check from that show. I don't even know if they air them anymore. But, you oh know, my gosh. we'll see. Look, I'm trying to get paid, LeVar. What did the first check look like? I was like 75 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. I'm sure that was a lot of money back then. Uh, a lot you know? of money right now. What are you kidding? I'll take whatever. I'll take any. Oh, I, I was bitching inflation about. Inflation is real. I was bitching about a $15 bet I got jobbed on by, uh, you know, Chet Holmgren. That, uh, that is true. That, uh, you know, win puppet for Gonzaga who cost me uh, $13 in winnings because of a bet the other night. So take what I can get. Uh, all right. Uh, we are brought to you by Indeed. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit all right so uh, lavar um your guy saquon barkley uh we are uh joe shane the new uh, giants gm um he was talking about uh possibly being open to trading saquon barkley um that uh they are open to anything when it comes to uh fixing the roster getting under the cap uh trying to make things make sense financially and uh so it feels like uh, saquon barkley i don't know that it happens i i think it's probably a long shot but it does feel like um you know possibly the end could be near for uh for your fellow penn state alum there uh, with the new york giants and i think it's a shame by the way it's terrible well, I mean, when teams are not good and personnel rolls over, decision makers are replaced. That's that's the game you play. I, I told you guys, it's it's like it's like a game of roulette, and 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 it's like every single time a coach is fired and a new one comes in, every time a new GM, someone who makes decisions, personnel uh, decisions. You're you're adding another bullet to to that that you know you're adding another round, and before long you can spin it all you want, but the chances of you coming up with a, an empty, you know, an empty chamber is is it, it runs short, and before long there is no empty chamber. It's just there, and it's only a matter of time before your your number is called to be moved out, even if you're not the issue. Now, now Saquon has fought injuries during the course of the last couple seasons, unfortunate injuries. But nonetheless, if we're being honest, no one cares, right? If you can't be available, then you're you are now up for any type of considerations, and and so with a struggling team and him struggling to stay healthy and really to get back on track since his rookie season. Uh, you can't have any hard feelings towards a new a new decision maker saying that all things are are all in play. Everything is possible because they've been brought in to create what it is that they envision 
is the right path forward, the right personnel groupings, the, the right coaches, the right everything um, that, that their regime brings to the table. So, I mean, it's just that's just a part of the business. You, you lose the guy who brought you in. You're no longer the guy. Um, you're no longer the new person's guy. Like, it just doesn't happen that way very often, it's, I'll say. It's called an advocate. You know, that, that's what – and this applies to anything. I mean, literally anything that you're looking to accomplish in life, you've got to have an advocate for you. Like, if you're working within a corporation right now and you're saying, hey, I'm at a lower-level position, I want to get in management, I want to eventually become, hey, the president maybe one day or a VP of this company, you have to have someone above you as an advocate for you. If that person leaves the company – uh, all your hard work, all the, the the time that you've spent building that relationship, it's gone. Yeah. And 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 it becomes harder than to earn the trust and earn, you know, someone above you being able to say, all right, this person is, is worth that pay raise. They're worth that extension. They're worth being here. Like, I don't think anyone's going to doubt the talent of Saquon Barkley when healthy. The unfortunate reality of his time in New York is <clears throat> he's been through multiple coaches Dealt with offensive line issues, injuries himself, and 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 it wasn't his fault where he was drafted. But you know, everyone looks at it and says, "Oh, well, you know, unless he has this unbelievable impact, being where he was drafted, he's not worth it." And, and it, look, it's unfair, but it comes with the territory. You know, it's not like he's being paid shekels. You know, he's still being compensated well. So, it, it, it's look, you listen if if you're a new general manager. Your position, as it always is, when you adopt a new roster is, I am listening to any and all calls for my players because they're not your players. You're not their advocate. You're evaluating that roster, and what you're trying to do is build this thing back up the way you see. And if you look at Saquon Barkley and say, look, maybe it would be better for both of us if he had a fresh start somewhere else and if we had compensation in exchange for him – when we feel like maybe this is the time to maximize that compensation. So it's not an indictment on him as a player. It's just the reality of the situation. Once you lose that advocate, a lot of times, maybe it's just best to move on and find that next advocate for you. Because once a team trades for you, then you got a guy who's in your corner, right? He's got to put his name and his reputation on the line since he traded for you. So maybe that is what's best for Saquon and the Giants moving forward. Okay, if a team called offering something for Saquon Barkley, what do you think gets a deal done? Or what do you think is a, a realistic offer for a guy like Saquon Barkley with his credentials? I wouldn't be able to put that one together. A three? Sec- second and a fourth or third and fifth, maybe, depending on how they view him. But I, I think you're talking somewhere in that, in that you know, category. The hard thing is, is anyone trading for him is going to have to extend him. And so, really, the value of what he would be, you know, as, as far as a tradable asset, it's again, it's not his ability. Like, we know he's got special ability. It's availability. It's availability. And then on top of that, it's the timing. Yeah. It's the fact that you may have to do a deal with this dude where you have to pay him, you know, Before upwards you of what? really know. Yeah. I mean, $12 yeah. million a year at least. So, that's the hard part is in, you know, a league where running backs just aren't appreciated the way they used to be. It's a different style of play. It's a different game nowadays. Yeah, it's uh, and so his uh, fifth-year option, it's a little over $7 million uh, for the upcoming season. Um, and then so they uh, any team that would trade for him would have to add on, what, a couple more years after that? Or, I mean, how would that how would that work? Because if you say, look, they Joe Shane came from Buffalo, 
if Buffalo called and said, we'll give you a fourth, do you do the deal? Do you, do you send them to Buffalo? Maybe they're looking to uh, try and, you know, improve their running back situation there. Um, they, you know, they feel like, hey, if we could add somebody like that, uh, somebody who can catch the ball out of the backfield, maybe that would be an, a good addition for our offense. Like if Buffalo calls with like a fourth, I, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm excited about getting out of New York and going to a place like Buffalo. If, if I can get out Absolutely of there. Absolutely you yeah. are. I just. Absolutely. I mean, so, so here's what you've got. If you trade for them, okay, and you get a fourth back in return, Barkley's salary for this year is, what, $7 something yeah, like that? 7.2. Yeah. I mean, and then becomes an unrestricted free agent. You're kind of buying a draft pick for that price, right? Like, it, it really almost works, and you're not, you're not allowed to do this, but this is essentially how it works. Like, what do you want to pay for a third-round draft pick? Is it $7.2 million of cap space? Yeah, probably not. That, that, that's what you're talking about, because that's what you're getting back in return. So, it, you know, if you're Buffalo, I think, I think it's more a question for them. Like, does that deal make sense for them to give up a third for Saquon Barkley to put yourself in a position where, yeah, you could trade for him, and then you'd have to put the franchise tag on him, which is not that punitive of a, of a deal, but if, if he comes it's in, risky. hits a home run, there's risk to it. There, yeah. There's big-time risk to it. But you have Josh Allen under contract. You've got a number of players under contract on your roster, so maybe, that's a, that, maybe that would make sense because you could figure out a way of – you could slap the tag on them, but you could figure out a way of doing a short long-term extension, if that, even though it's contradicting the way it sounds. Well, it's like uh, we talked about, uh, I think, earlier in the offseason. If, if you had a young player and or you know somebody who wanted to, who was playing running back, wouldn't you just teach him how to play receiver? Just just based on how the NFL is, how football is now, wouldn't teach you just him teach how to play him? safety? Yeah, just like any. <laughs> oh yeah, your your toes would get mangled, but uh, you know at least you uh, wouldn't. Well, uh, that was the corner. Oh, okay, so safety <laughs> safety doesn't have the uh, the mangled toes. Uh, so that's they don't the have to do as much as a corner in terms of that type of movement. You know. Well, listen. Uh, can we, why don't we? In get, some cases, why don't we get Saquon on the show? Come on, Lavar, you got a connection there. How about we get Saquon? Micah Parsons. Like, why don't we get some of these guys on? We'll be the the, the We Are show. What do you say? Hmm. Interesting. Well, probably not. Uh, all right. Uh, it is. Two I mean, pros. what would you say to that if you're Saquon Barkley? We bring him on the the show. Hey, Saquon, uh, what are you thinking about uh, your your new GM saying that you you can be traded? You're on the table. What? What's your take on well, that? Well, wasn't there some reporter who came out last year and said that, uh, you know, Saquon's a me guy, didn't take his rehab seriously, blah, 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 and a lot of people shot that down. So, I mean, I think he's dealt I mean, with criticism. I mean, just look at the guy's York. quads, all right? Just look at his legs. I mean, you can't think a guy like that doesn't work hard when his legs look like that. Yeah, no kidding. I'm sorry. What do you think he says? I think that's a great point. Yeah. He, he's probably doing leg extensions. Oh, you know, man. Look, I think I he mean, still holds the record at the school for the power squat. Too. Yeah, the, oh, the, I, like, I'm the sure snatch. he's got every record, but I'm saying <laughs> forget the Olympic lifts. I bet he just sits in that chair yeah. and he does leg extensions yeah, for, for hours. Probably yes. right. Just hours of <laughs> okay. leg extensions. Hey, what are you working on today? Leg yeah, extensions. Like, well, I, I want to wear short shorts and you look at me and you see my VMO and you see my quad and you're just – what is that? Yeah. And then there's me. Yeah. Well, yeah. we got to work. My, my, you, hey, you know what? We need to get you in a leg extension machine. Yeah, it won't work. Why not? My legs will we not try. grow. We can try. My legs won't grow, guys. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Man, so I'm not even going to say that. it. I, I was just about yeah, to say something. Yeah, I know where you're going. I was I not going to say it. I was not yeah, going to say it. I knew exactly where you guys yeah. were at, but I'm just telling you yeah. my regular legs don't oh. go either. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, there he is, folks. TV star LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Did y'all notice the either? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we did. We were there for a while. Uh, All right, just making sure. Oh, man. Just Because uh, I was going for effect, so you had to make sure. Well, there, there goes our 10th sponsorship. Uh, all right, two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly is coming up here uh, next on FSR. By the way, speaking of the Bills, uh, did you see uh, Brady, your guy Mitch Trubisky getting some love? Uh, apparently some teams are interested in bringing him to compete for a starting quarterback job. How about that? Your uh, your fellow Ohio uh, buddy there, Mitch Trubisky, wears number 10 because of Brady Quinn. I yeah, think. There, I don't think there's any truth to that. But um, it, it, is, <laughs> it is always interesting because teams – look, they saw him – some teams saw him as a number two overall pick. At least the Bears did. Um, and, and he did play – he did have some, some good moments in Chicago. There's no doubt about it. And I think with what he's done in Buffalo, sitting, watching, learning, you know, you asked you know, people up there, and they said, hey, he came in, worked hard, did a great job. Uh, we, we felt like he got better, even though it's hard for everyone else on the outside to see. So I, I think there's going to be an opportunity for him, but, but this is it. I mean, I, I experienced this. You know, you get that one next shot – and that's why, depending on what you know, what teams are out there, what teams are giving him an opportunity to go earn it, you know, he's going to have to go in there, beat someone out, or maybe even you know earn it from a draft pick, who who may be drafted to eventually replace him. It almost becomes like a Jimmy Garoppolo scenario, where you're you're, you're going to have a guy, you're going to have to look over your shoulder, but you're going to have to go in there, play well, and hope that you can solidify yourself, either with that team, depending on the situation, or someone else who's going to then view you and say, all right, like th- this guy's good enough to be a franchise quarterback in our minds. I look at Mitch and I wish him well because much like most other players that, that have the opportunity to to go in the draft where where he did, um, you know, it's interesting. He, he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, he, he was a guy, I mean, number two, two overall pick. And – and finds himself in a situation like we were just discussing about Saquon, where it's it's the timing, and and it's it's trying to figure out how much of a failure of a team falls on a certain player of such high high you know draft stock versus the GM versus the coaching versus the organization. There are so many things that have to work in favor of everyone coming coming out of a situation with success. And I just don't ever feel like Mitch Trubisky was in a great situation to have long-term success. So if he's given... Or, or or gets an opportunity, I should say, to to have another another crack at at starting in the NFL. I just hope that it's a good team that that traded for him or or gave him the opportunity to come in and compete. Or he's learned enough in terms of everything that he's experienced since being in the league that would. I guess go towards his wisdom and an approach to trying to have success this next time around. Well, I think the good thing is that Matt Nagy won't be a part of it, so I think that uh, that spells optimism optimism for Mitch Trubisky. So there's that. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we're going to hand out some midweek awards: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Find out who they are right here on FSR. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, we are going to uh, hand out some grades. Uh, We are going to grade uh, the public speaking ability of somebody in the world of sports. Uh, We have got fascinating sound uh, and answers to questions, and we will have uh, that fun discussion for you here uh, top of next hour again uh, on FSR. Do want to let you know we are brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. There are some good things that happen and there's some bad. And then there's some downright ugly things. It's time for Good Bad and Ugly. Alright, lead the lap. Executive producer, lap. Uh, well, who's got what responsibilities this week? Well, as we do every Wednesday, we start with good news. And this week it goes to LeVar. What is the good news this week? I'm going to keep it on my guy and his brother-in-law, Jack Johnson. And, yeah. and, and reaching that reaching yeah. that milestone quote uh, from, from Johnson, it's surreal. I'm very proud of it. And it's special. It's a special thing, Johnson said. I've been fortunate enough to see a few guys reach that milestone, and it's kind of hard to believe I'm at that point. I'm extremely appreciative for the opportunity and the chance to be here. So I look at him and I say, greatness is not just in being good short term. It's in being good or better for an extended amount of time. Greatness is in longevity. All right. You can flash greatness when you do something in a short amount of time. But when you're able to do something for the long haul, that's truly what greatness is measured and defined by. So hats off to to Mr. Johnson and and him reaching that 1,000th NHL game. Yeah, there it is. Awesome. There you go. That's uh, a good. Appreciate that. Hey, hey, by the go. way, uh, Sticks, you know what I got? Uh, you being a Penguins uh, well, fan? I, I really didn't care. Well, no, but uh, I, really, I didn't this, ask. I, didn't want, no, I just wanted to keep it on Jack. Okay, you know? no, but this is this was nope, relating to Jack. He nope, played okay, for the Penguins no. for a short time. And, I like uh, that. And you and I are Penguins fans. Yep. I have a Jack Johnson Autographed Penguins jersey. That's about? right. He yeah. you do. He does. Uh, what yeah. does it say on that? Played 149 yeah. games to be exact. For yeah. The yeah. He did. Uh, he was not treated very well by uh, the fans and the media there. But uh, mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Uh, it says something. Uh, basically, there's an insult on there. <laughs> I can't oh, say wow. it on the air. Oh. Uh, the initials PW. Uh, oh. But uh, you can kind of figure out what that is uh, on your own, everybody. Uh, classy. Oh. Brady Quinn. Uh, nice birthday what? gift. Uh, and a spot of marinara on the jersey. Jersey too. I think that'll. Uh, oh, that was after some chicken parm. Yeah, yeah. sorry about oh. that. Yeah. Sorry about that. If it's my yeah. PW, then that's that's not a horrible, um, you know. Act well, it's Jonas's nickname. So okay, yeah. all right, <laughs> that's okay. Unbelievable. All right. What? Okay. All right. Oh, so you you're saying you can't wear that in public now? 
Uh, no, man. Does I, no, I mean actually can't. Public watcher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or uh, private. Or private watcher. See, it's gonna go bad if it's private yeah, watcher. Just, um, you that means you're a creeper. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, there's a. Is that a weed whacker in the background? Oh, Sorry. oh, wow. Uh, what's up, Lee? You can't have good without the bad, Jonas. Ew. What was bad this week? Oh, this is easy. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, oh, my wow. God. When when it, when you've reached the point as a proud franchise, one of the most successful organizations in the history of sports and now you've got multiple players fighting with fans during games you're getting blown out by uh, the New Orleans Pelicans you lose again last night uh, LeBron James is now arguing with Lakers beat writers and going back and forth and now there's this rumor about him maybe uh, being in, in you know part uh, of the Las Vegas team expansion team that's coming it's a bad situation it seems like it's getting worse uh, I know Petros is going to have a lot of thoughts on that uh, you know coming up next hour but uh, that is my bad for the week the la lakers and you can't you got to have some ugly brady what was ugly this week well, I mean, look, I mean, clearly the negotiations between Major League Baseball, Robert, you know, uh, Rob Manfred, and, and obviously the Players Union, it's getting ugly it, it, with these fictitious deadlines they set. And then now players coming out and telling their side of the story and what they've seen. I found this story to be kind of ugly, at least in the WNBA. The New York Liberty, they were fined half a million dollars for chartering flights and other violations. Um, now, it, for those who aren't aware of this, Chartering typically isn't allowed in the WA. I fear it would create a competitive advantage for teams whose owners can't afford bankrolling such costly arrangements. Um, and so this, along with the Napa trip and some other things uh, that the owner for the New York Liberty was able to provide, they violated some of the terms of creating that quote-unquote competitive advantage. So in the WNBA, it's starting to get ugly just because one of their owners wanted to pay some of his own money to charter flights and stick his neck out for him, which I don't have a problem with, by the way. Yeah, I mean, is James Dolan the uh, owner? Is he one of the owners of the New York Liberty? Is he no, still, uh, uh, Joe Tsai. He's the co-founder of a Chinese tech company, the uh, Alibaba Group. Not sure if you've heard of it. No, and his, not. his wife Clara. Sorry. Uh, they purchased the Liberty back. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 the uh, Brooklyn Nets, by the way, back in 2019. Okay, so the yeah. the Alibaba Network. I'll, uh, I got to get nice. to work on that. Um, now, now, what do we think? Uh, do you think James Dolan was approached about uh, maybe owning this team? Yeah, he owns the say, Knicks. Yeah, I, the Knicks, I know, yeah. but I'm just saying. Hey, you know, you own one team, why not own the other? Because he does have that successful musical group, um, uh, JD and the Straight Shot. Uh, you know, so I don't know if he would be able. Wait, to... Wait, he has a musical group too. Yeah, James Dolan. You didn't know that. I, is this like Jim Irsay's? Oh, I think it's worse. Oh, that's oh, that's we might have to pull hard. some of that. T- it that's is, tough. yeah, it is. No, I'm telling you, it is awful. Like it is an awful, awful group. Uh, much like mine. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. <laughs> 